Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here, as always, with co-host Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Doing groovy. Doing groovy. Okay. I just made up a new thing. <laughs> Maybe it'll catch on with the kids. It will. <laughs> and we are joined once again with politics expert and Israel educator extraordinaire, Rachel. How are you, Rachel? Fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting again. How do you like the new uh, recording studio? I like it. It's nice, right? I like the nice decoration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So today's topic is we are a little bit uh, troubled by recent news stories. There were two controversies over the past couple of weeks of uh, Israeli leaders, political leaders, who saying things that are incendiary, rude, dismissive, obnoxious. Uh, one was a uh, uh, a the Sephardic chief rabbi saying that uh, uh, immigrants from the former Soviet Union aren't Jewish and don't care about religion and are ju- they hate religion and they hate God and more were pur- purposely brought right. here by the left right. to tip the scales in terms of Israeli politics. Yeah, and the other was the leader of a. I don't know if it's a major political party anymore because I don't know what it is, but it's still... It represents an important population. Yeah, yeah, a religious Zionist population who, when asked what he would do if uh, he found out his son were homosexual, he said, well, thank God none of my kids are homosexual. They're all normal. Uh, Everyone in my family is totally normal and live normal lifestyles. And were raised in a healthy environment. Right, Mm -hmm. in a normal, healthy environment. So they're not abnormal. Uh, Boy... So now the, the, it happens to be that both of these people are obviously religious, being intolerant to people who have other li- li- life approaches. But we sometimes see this type of obnoxious behavior from different places on the spectrum. And my question is, what is our vision for a nation? If, if, are, we, are we working towards some sort of – I don't understand how we're – how can you have a nation that isn't pluralistic and tolerant? By definition, when you have a nation that is millions of people, then you're going to have lots of approaches to things. So, how, how do you guys think? Now, obviously, this this I think this I actually heard a defense, by the way, in my house. Somebody saying to me, "Well, he wasn't talking about the the about the uh, Sephardic chief rabbi mm-hmm. saying who has a history, by the way, of saying incendiary, intolerant things on on a, on a whole number of topics." Well, let me let me add, before I go on and continue my rant. What do you guys think about what what do you can what do you think is unhealthy or what are the but I would rather focus on what are the healthy alternatives. Because I, well, well, I don't know what that means. Well, I'll tell you. I can understand. Mike's on a rant today, so we're going <laughs> to yeah, I got to be careful. Gotta... <laughs> no, I can understand Rafi Peretz, who's the head, who who said the homophobic comments. I understand that in his upbringing and in his life approach, he has a certain opinion about homosexuality. I'm not here to judge him. But I I understand where he comes from and why he thinks what he thinks. The question is, why would you be comfortable saying something like that that's so rude in public? So I, I think people have difficulty separating between. Even if you agree with him, there's the question of the nature of our public discourse. 
How do people, and let's say you're somebody, let's say you're a, a, a radical atheist, and you think religion is, is evil and problematic, and 20% of Israel is orthodox, and a good chunk of the Israeli population is traditional. Then how should you, how do you, in, a, in an environment with people you genuinely disagree with, have constructive discourse? Any tips? So, <laughs> well, first of all, Ravi Fred should be careful with, with the, the words he said because he's the Minister of Education. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's, that was very problematic because of that. He's a public figure. And okay, he has his personal thoughts, he has his opinions, but he's the Minister of Education. So many people are very, very, where they get very offended by his comments just right. because he's the Minister of Education. So he has to be careful. And specifically when you you are in charge of the, the way, education. If he was minister of traffic, that would also be a Yes, of like, course. But, but as minister of education, it's like you you have to be to, to be very yeah. careful. And all the in other words, in in high schools and, and middle schools all over Israel today are people who think of themselves as homosexual, and their minister of education running their mm -hmm. schools has said that they're abnormal. Yes, so that's very problematic. And I'm yeah. sure that today or yesterday, in those days, in those schools, they're just speaking about it. Yeah. And maybe he, that's something constructive now, because now all like the, the, they're in every school in Israel, at least the non-religious, they're speaking about this topic now and they're yeah. discussing it and then trying to understand what to do if you have this kind of uh, interest or if you have students who are actually homosexuals. So you have to understand what is your place in this country if the Minister of Education actually thinks those kind of, 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 of things. So that's what I think, that maybe we should uh, think about constructive solutions, but first of all, people who are in public positions have to be very, very, very careful. So that's what, that's what I'm, I'm asking for advice for Rafi Peretz. So, you think what so, you think. I get it. You're not going to change your mind. I get it. So I just, I, I just want to, I, I think we need to just balance a little bit in terms of the Go rhetoric ahead. that goes in this country and put some perspective to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be too, I don't know, uh, whatever. Boring. No, no, you're trying to put it Boring, in more context. But I'm putting it in context. So first of all, we also have like the response to Rafi Peretz, which for instance, from a very prominent author in Israel, Chaim Be'er, mm. who, who said that Sunni, uh, the religious Zionist community has turned into a cancerous tumor, mm -hmm. which is, you know, has gone from, you know, so that, that is rhetoric. Now, yeah. That rhetoric is so I just but that's not a politician, but I, but you no, do but hear. Uh, that's why I said earlier. I'm saying right, right. Yeah. So I'm putting and I, and I think we can put in historical context, which we like to do, and unfortunately yeah. we think like historians. So uh, you know, in a historical way. So uh, we we have to understand this kind of rhetoric is not new to Israel. No. Um, it goes back to pre-state days. It goes back to when um, Ben Gurion would not call. Begin by name in the Knesset, mm -hmm. right? It goes back to um, the 90s when when Rabin, Rabin talked disparagingly against the settlers because they were against Oslo and 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 much of the religious right and mm -hmm. right wing talked uh, called uh, Rabin a traitor, and we know where that ended all of that whole conflict. So unfortunately, these kinds of explosive statements are not unfamiliar to Israeli society. It's not new. I, I hate oh, these I are I these are these are lesser. Yeah. In other words. <laughs> Calling calling Rabin a traitor because yeah. he believed in Oslo and 
pursued it is is much more inflammatory right than than Rafi Peretz right so it's a, it's a, unfortunately it's been I think you know something that certainly it would focus on Israel not just Israel but it has certainly accompanied Israel since its beginning days um, in the Zionist movement very if anything uh, I think it's better than it used to be so right so I mean I, I maybe I don't know it could be I don't know that seemed pretty it pretty, seemed pretty nasty what Rav Yosef said this week about the about the he's Israeli yeah. citizens and 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 again he's in a public position he's also not he's a an, a an appointed government official mm-hmm. as chief rabbi of the oh, state yeah. and is supposed to represent the the the, the Jews of the state of Israel mm-hmm. um so uh, now, again inflammatory. That, that's so a- so this is uh, so this is something that has really accompanied Israel from the beginning and I think to go back to a little bit to see where it comes from is that when you said oh well pluralistic we should be able to have an open and is we still have never come to you know a, a, a real basic of what it means you know what, what Jewish means? democratic state in the Middle East well here's, here's my right? question that that's we've never mm-hmm. really decided what that means. Um, well, it has to at least mean to have a normal national life. Now, does anybody realistically anticipate a nation where everybody's on the same page? Is there such a nation on earth? Uh, yeah, but we've not defined the playing field still. You're saying everybody's on the same page. We've not play, defined the playing field. Field. What are the what are the boundaries? What are the what are the end zones? Meaning, you know, you know, so in other words, okay. So what is when we say democratic? A Jewish democratic state. So there's those who let's say it wasn't democratic. So, let's say it was autocratic. Yeah. In other words, democracy no, saying, is to right? be secondary. Let's say it was autocratic. Does 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 Rafi Peretz think that there won't be homosexuals? Well, words, the the system of government to me is look, less in the 19th right up until very recently, at least on the books, right in America, homosexuality in many states was illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. So what, where where do let's call, we'll call the modern Western values. Yeah. Right. Um, modern Western values. How does that play into this? We call we, we talk about democratic as a political system. But what in terms of values, meaning what what values we need? I mean, where do traditional Jewish values we'll, we'll talk we'll, we'll call, you know, say, we'll, you know, that, that predate. You know uh, the postmodern period versus versus modern Western values, and wh- what is going to be the the the, the cider here in terms of what the Israeli um, a, you know society is going to look like? So what I'm positing is that in the 21st century, both have to play a role. There is no way that there won't be tension between modern Western cultural values and traditional uh, between conservatives and liberals. Right. That's in any group of people, there will always be a spectrum. And the question is not what's the what what are the boundaries and what are the definitions? The question is, how do we have conversations? Because as you're pointing out, that type of intolerance can go in either direction of the other one is crazy and horrible, even though I'm describing a huge segment of the population. In other words, I, I let's let's accept that there are extremists who are wackadoodles at mm-hmm. either end of the spectrum who aren't part of the normal conversation. But when you're in your conversation talking uh, about... Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> aren't so there? here and there. Yeah. I, I think, unfortunately, I think they've become more part of the mainstream conversation. Mm-hmm. Than, than, it could be. Than, than, than but, but when you're talking about something that... You know, 50, 40 percent of the country disagrees with. You're not talking about wackadoodles. You're talking about huge. If mm. if if a huge percentage of Israelis think that homosexuals should have civil rights, and which it is. So then, if you talk about homosexuals as unnatural, then you're you're not you're not in a debate 
about how to balance Western values. You're just being dismissive. Yeah, but it's not 95, 5% when you're talking about rights for homosexuality no. in terms of, of No, of it's people, not. Right? There's a, a large minority that that still holds on to the, the idea that homosexuality is against natural law, right? It's a large minority that has a position of power. Right. So first of all, a position of power does not give you the right to be obnoxious to the majority. Mm-hmm. And you have to be respectful and tolerant of that majority. In that debate that you're describing between how our cultural values are balanced, where all of us will resolve those differences differently, somewhere along a spectrum. And we may feel passionately, Rafi Peretz may feel passionately that he's right. And I don't think he's going to change his mind. And I don't think the the Rishon Lutzion, the Sephardic chief rabbi, is going to change his mind. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter. You have to express yourself constructively so that your opinion can be heard as a positive contribution to the conversation and not an attack on the people who disagree with you. Do you get what I'm saying? In other words, I'm not asking how do we react to that. I think we're clear on how certainly the three of us react to it. My question is, let's give them some constructive advice. Let's give these speakers, whether the radical atheist or the radical religious, you're in this debate between Western and... Okay. How can you be constructive to make your point to feed into this national conversation? Well, I'm the political expert, as Mm -hmm. you said, so I will speak in political terms. Mm -hmm. One of the most uh, difficult challenges to Israel since the beginning till now, it's, again, the struggle between religion, Mm -hmm. Jewish values, and modernity and democracy. Mm -hmm. And there are still people who say that if you are democratic, you cannot be Jewish, and if you're Jewish, you cannot be democratic. Also, that's a relatively small minority of Israelis who think there's a contradiction. Yeah, no, and also people from the outside, and also our enemies, and also specifically people from around in the Middle East. Like, you cannot be both of them. But there are some people that say the opposite, that if you are a democracy, actually Jewish values calls for democracy and Mm -hmm. for pluralism and inclusive, uh, and they have inclusive uh, motives. So, what is the right answer? I, I, I like. We're still struggling with it. We don't have. We, we didn't figure out what Ben Gurion what well, meant when he read the Declaration of Independence, calling the Jewish state Israel will be the Jewish state. Right, but Rachel, the three of us can solve it today. Yes, of course. <laughs> but why we ha- still have these struggles? Right, that's the idea. Like we were still right. having struggles. We still have these rabbinical uh, people being part of politics. Right. Should we have this, yes or not? Like, is that these ca- these characters, the rabbis, the the, the chief the rabbinate, rabbis, yeah. the rabbinate, not just rabbis, but they a rabbinate, represent a the Jewish government body yeah, of rabbis. But do they represent the Jewish state? That's that's the main question. Like, do do we need them? They were there. By the way, do they themselves believe in the values that Ben Gurion spoke about? Do the chief rabbis believe? Yes, I don't know. We should ask them. I, I hope mean, they answer the some right. Some of them make it clear. That, yeah, that so, so those are big questions that we have to answer. They're, they're definitely social, whether we talk about the chief rabbis, but there are many rabbis who are yes. on the payroll of the rabbinate who, don't, who don't, every believe, city, don't believe in the values. In every of city, you can find one, I think. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, more that's, in, in, neighbor, in every neighborhood. That's, that's the main question, I think, when you have religion inside the payroll of, yeah. like the, 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 of the payroll, or they have a political position. All of them are political position. Yeah. They are not uh, spiritual figures. They're not calling for Judaism or only to like to bring people to Judaism. Those are politicians. Well, to me, the political so, the math is 
I, I think they're both. I think they, have, politi- they play multiple roles. <laughs> yeah. I think if, they play multiple roles. But you're right. So politically... If, if political power is a form of power and power corrupts, then why would you want your religious leaders to have power? You're just well, inviting corruption. Well, on the other hand, we say that you, that 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 the culture of the Jewish people, we've argued many times, mm-hmm. has been expressed as a religion. In so diaspora. It, in, also in Israel. Mm-hmm. In Israel, as we see, yeah. our culture, yeah. Our culture, our, Political it, our holidays. Our, no, I'm saying our, our culture is, no, is a religious culture. So therefore, power. No, so therefore, if we say that, that, that the, if the religion is part of who we are as a people, mm-hmm. so then what role does it, what, what role should it play in our state? So one answer, which the Zionist movement came up with for different political reasons, was, well, we should have an official representative mm-hmm. of that culture. Right, just like we have, I mean, a, just like we have, just like we have a culture of, just like we have a, a, a ministry of culture and sport, mm-hmm. right? So we have a ministry of religion, right? Because these things are. Oh, oh, oh uh, that's are, a great the, example. The ministry yeah. of culture and sport has no power over anybody who isn't playing sports. No, that's not true. What, what power but, but do they culture, have? They give, give out a tremendous amount of money, right? A tremendous amount to of money people to people who theater, are playing sports. To, no, theater, oh, art. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Uh, they, they can decide. But let's say I don't they, wanna... can, they, they can decide if a theater company in Ariel gets money because yeah. they're right. in, the, in the settlements. Fine. They can decide. They, or they to take out budget for someone who is fine. And let's say I don't want to participate. government. Yeah. Like me, like I've just took money right. from some theaters who are very... Let's say I don't want to... Right, left wing, right? Let's say I don't want to participate in theater sports. What effect do they have on my life? But, but I would like to get married or get a divorce, or in other words, if I'm in, no, because the, same thing. Oh, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get that. The, 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 because that's not because my, my hobbies. With all due respect to sports and the arts, those are hobbies. They're not my life cycle. Uh, I, I don't. Know. I don't know. I, a, I, mean, a, I think it's different. B. I think that. The reason that Israel has a chief rabbinate isn't because the founding fathers sat down and came up with a constitution and thought, here's how we think it should go. They took an institution set up by the Ottomans that was Mm -hmm. then taken over by the British, and they just continued it, and they left everything at a status quo without making, as Rachel was pointing out, without making any intelligently designed decisions (laughs) about how we want this to Yeah, but we could say about a lot of a country. The country took the Jewish agency, the the, the state took the Jewish agency, took Mm -hmm. all those departments, and uh, then 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 Converted them into government things, and then left things like the JNF and the Jewish Agency and all kinds mm-hmm. of things, and and so it's not that's just not the intelligent design. Okay, so it's not just the Rabbanut. Okay, but the issue we're discussing is yeah. what happens when no, people please. of a particular ideology then think that they should be able to lash people with that ideology. That's so yeah, like they're taking your freedom out. Yeah, and that's undemocratic. Yeah. Well, first of all, yes, I think that's the main issues. Last year, I, I saw the Democracy Index from The Economist, right. okay? Every year they publish it. And Israel, it's not in the best place. No. And one of the... It's still free. Yeah, and one of the parameters that were very low, it's civil liberty, like civil life, civil rights. Yeah. We're very, very low in that. So you try to analyze why. Listen, pro-Israel people and, brag. And that- I think it's because all those issues, because you know, you cannot, if you are Jew, you cannot get married the way you want. You right. you. Like they obligate you or, to do or, or, or non-Jew also. Or non-Jew. If you're non-Jew, right. so you have to convert. Like all those things. Are no, non-Jew really... marrying a non-Jew. A Muslim marrying a Muslim has to go to a Yeah, cl- so th- that's person. very yeah. undemocratic. Or a Christian. So the, the issue, or a Christian to a Christian. The question yeah. is why? Maybe if we, take, like if we give everyone the opportunity to get married as they want, if they choose not to, civil marriage, not whatever they want. So maybe we will be a more democratic state. So what's the fear here? Always the, the the religious parties and also 
I think uh, religious people will say no, but Judaism will be in danger, maybe. Why do I, I we have? I mean, yeah, I think we're why we don't to have say, a civil marriage? I think what we're trying to say is the character of the Jewish state will be threatened. Yes, and the question that, is, it, it will be threatened, yes or not? We we don't know. know. Well, but let that's, me put that's it to the you. fear. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the problem: is that there's another side to that coin. In other words, you can't say that that's the danger of not having a rabbinate if there's another side, which is that having the rabbinate makes people angry and frustrated at religion and makes people turn on religion so that people say, boy, religion is stupid. Rabbis are stupid. So if having it pushes people away from having a Jewish character, who then go out and get married in all sorts of different ways, either without legal sanction here in Israel or they travel abroad and get a legal marriage abroad. In other words, all those marriages that they're trying to prevent are taking place. Yes. They're not stopping anything, but they're saying, but we're holding the rules here. Now, my question, and by the way, this by is... Way, that's a low percentage who are not getting married in the rabbi. Very low very percentage. Low. Ra- no, rabbi Soloveitchik, I'm, I, was, I studied at oh. YU, so Rabbi Soloveitchik was an influential figure <laughs> in my development. So in the 60s, he, there was talk about him being offered the chief rabbi oh. of Israel. And he said, absolutely not, no way. <laughs> so I read an interview, I think it was in the New York Times that he gave about why he turned it down flat. And part of it was, he said, uh, I'm not a political guy, I don't like positions of power, but personally, it doesn't fit me. He said, but also, I have to wonder about the whole institution of the rabbinate. He said, I don't believe that Israel can have the same kind of separation of religion and state that America has, because the Jewish people have a very identifiable religion. But he said, but let's take the marriage law. He said, I literally wake up in the middle of the night wondering, is having rabbinic control of marriage a good idea? Because it builds so much resentment of people against religion. Whereas if we didn't have control, probably most people would get married traditionally. The numbers of be, of, of actual people would probably stay the same. Most people would have, you know, religiously, what we what I, I Rav Soloveitchik, think of as religiously, religiously normal Orthodox weddings. He said, and you'd still have that small community, but you wouldn't have all this anger at religion. And I, I became very convinced. Every American president, when he finishes an address, or she, I guess in the future, ends with, what's the last God thing? Willing. What's the last thing every American president says at the end of every address? God bless America. God bless the United States of America. I remember after 9-11, George W. Bush saying explicitly in his first televised address from, the, I don't think it was his first one to the- We're going on a crusade? <laughs> no, I think he said that in Congress, but from the Oval Office, he, he gave this very like personal fireside chatty kind of thing. And he said, I, I, I request all Americans to go to their churches, synagogues, mosques, or whatever form of, you know, worship mm-hmm. or prayer and, and pray to God for the, you know, for a be- good future for the United States of America. And I remember thinking, can you imagine any Israeli politician ever saying any, a- any prime minister of Israel saying, God bless Medina Israel, or say, or talk in that language, because religion in Israel is toxic. Separation of religion and state was not founded by, in the United States, was not created by secularists trying to defend democracy. Interesting. It, w- it was designed by religious people trying, trying to, to protect religion. religion from becoming corrupted. It was Roger Williams saying, forced piety reeks in the nostrils of God. When you make somebody do something against their will, that's quote unquote religious ritually, you've made an enemy of religion. And so that's, that stinks. Uh, just as a, maybe a side note or tangent, but I was recently at a, at a uh, visit at the president's residence, yeah. Ruby Rivlin, and there's actually a small synagogue in the president's residence that has a daily, uh, is a daily minion. Yeah. Uh, in also the in the Knesset. Uh, 
But they yeah, also have Knesset, a place for the Muslims. For, yeah. They have also for the right. Muslims and also yeah. a synagogue there. When religion has no power, it has more influence. When it has more power, it has less influence. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, when I, what I would like to circle around back to is the difference between Rafi, Peretz, and, and Rav Yosef, right? Um, There's a difference? <laughs> yeah. in, those two, in those two different Go statements. Ahead. I think Rafi, you know, Rafi Peretz, it was in an interview that he probably, it was a stupid, you know, kind of bad moment in an interview when he wasn't I thinking. Know, I'm so tired was he of thinking well? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but he was he wasn't thinking, he wasn't trying to like whereas Rav Yosef was making a political speech and and clearly trying to ravel rouse the ra- the masses in this political time period um, towards a more Haredi, right? Ultra orthodox uh, political stance and was using it very very directed in a uh, I mean I mean That's it was a true. session it was like he was, was trying to be provocative rabbis, in a but, way that yeah. Rafi Peretz was just right. not was right. But what, so but, I, so I, so I just I think that, that when we're talking about like how can we correct things so, we have to identify right what are what are like ma- what are directed political statements and what is yeah. are, is stupid so let's forget the chase. Yeah, and Rafi so, Peretz, he, he has to learn how yeah. to be a politician because okay. he was not a politician. He was yeah. never a politician. He's new in this role. And I think he's learning. Lady and gentleman, <laughs> yeah. what is our advice to Rafi Peretz? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to change your mind. Here's why you should talk I, differently. I, I, my, my Rafi Peretz, my, my suggestion is for <laughs> 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 my suggestion for him and for you know, people in his position is to um, fix a meeting with people from like the open house. No, no, not to fix it. No, a me- make a meeting, yeah, yeah, not yeah. fix it. Make a meeting with people from like mm-hmm. open house. Yeah. Right. Which is uh, uh, a organization which represents um, gay and lesbian and. And we should have and, somebody on the podcast right? also. Uh, yeah. Who, who, will, who can talk, who, who you, you can personalize. Right. Once you personalize Meet things, people. then you realize, wait yeah. a second. Okay. It's a whole different, it's a whole different level that we're talking about. Good, you- um, and I think that, that, that if they really are really concerned about the Jewish and and character of the state of Israel. So then you have to talk to people who are different from you and mm-hmm. out there. So that would be my suggest my so first suggestion. Advice meet people and don't just like hear them speak. Yeah. Really sit yeah, down and dialogue. Talk. Really dialogue with people that you disagree with. Yeah. And, and not not to necessarily accept their opinion. Correct. But just to see them as a human being. Right. Yeah that's and what that I'm we saying. have to live together. I, you, yeah. I understand you're gonna have your opinion. Yeah. And by the way <laughs> we would be hypocritical if we were to say he's not allowed to have that opinion, right? Because if we believe in a tolerant society, of course he should be allowed to have right. whatever opinion. I mean, I can, but I can disagree. And, but yeah. So, and by the other side, I still have to be willing to sit down too. Both sides have to be able to mm-hmm. sit down. Exactly. I'm not saying, uh, I don't want yeah. this advice to be, here's how religious people have yeah. to be better. Yeah. The advice is, here how when people speak in the language of intolerance, how do they learn to right. speak more appropriately more without changing their minds. Right. Right? Ben-Gurion had a very strong opinion. He just shouldn't have been obnoxious or ordered the <laughs> shooting of Jews from the Etzel because he disagreed with them. Right? Or he shouldn't have prevented... I, I re- it really used to be worse. The, the, they would, if you had a connection to Begin's party, you couldn't get a job in a government right. Or you want to get it outside Israel, like Shamir. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to be the head of Mossad, but outside Israel. But outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Their, their position, their careers were affected oh, because yeah. of political intolerance. And they were labeled as fascists. Yeah, it's not, it's, I, I agree 100% this isn't new. My question is, what's the advice? So you're saying, the more, and by the way, 
when 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 Ben Gurion was forced to spend a few days in conference with Jabotinsky, both walked away mm-hmm. saying, "Wow, I think I'm better for it, and I think I understand mm-hmm. the other one better." So your advice number one is. Sit down and really talk to people who you disagree with. As long as they're abstractions, you can talk stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they're real, honest human beings, then you right. s- you will be a lot smarter when you understand them and think of them as the examples. Yeah. So I agree with Alan totally. Mm-hmm. But again, I will go back to politics. And if you you can use the political arena even for in favor of this tolerant speech. So if you are the minister of education, so maybe you should says a statement as the Minister of Education telling that you agree with the, like, you are learning, you are in a learning process of accepting other people who doesn't think like you, maybe, and maybe you are even influencing the system as it is, like maybe thinking about a special program in schools, not about the LGBT community, about tolerance in general, about everyone. So maybe you can use your power in favor of tolerance. As a form of addressing the mistake. Yeah. Now build something positive. That sounds a little topic, okay, because it will have a political price, but maybe he could do it. He's a minister of education. Well, is it only a a political price or will he also... Maybe also personal. I, I... I don't know. Maybe he will say, I'm, I'm, I'm not agreeing with this, but I'm trying to open my mind and I'm trying to change the system a little bit. And I mean, the speech, t- tolerance speech will be in every school today. Will that gain okay? or lose him political power? Maybe he party? can lose. You think, Maybe and he that's can part lose. of the problem, isn't it? That's right. That we but live in an age yeah. where people are preaching to, the peop- to their and, choir. Uh, and now we're going to hear a lot of hate speech, I think, unfortunately, because we are again in political campaigns mm. and that's it we cannot go to the positive speech now you know political campaigns yeah. most of the times will be negative will be attacking the other side they will have to like the, the left will just attack Rafi Pertz the whole time and the right because of what he said last week like we will not forget about this specifically because we are in political campaigns right. now so maybe my advice will be no, don't do that and try, you, to do, try to do it more positive. Can I ask you a naive, silly question? Yes, always. But <laughs> isn't, there a, isn't there a political advantage to be gained by reaching out to more people? In other words, is, doesn't political power come from addition and not division? Like, shouldn't he, by doing this <laughs> show, that he'll, he'll get more people to vote? Yeah, that's naive. That's naive, my God, that's of course. <laughs> Unfortunately, politics, it's more, it's not going Why? that way. Why? Why? Well, that's the entire uh, battle going on in mm-hmm. the religious Zionist world this morning. Of course. Uh, actually, this morning over, should we go run together or not? Or are there too many differences even within our own camp? Or is it just, you know... Because there's no one camp. Yeah. Let's speak about it. That's, okay, maybe good. we can do another yeah. podcast about what's going on with the, with the Zionist yeah. Well, when you're leaning Religious towards today. when you're leaning towards but, people whose platform is racist and xenophobic, yeah. and and they're joining, Rafi and they're joining Peretz, with them. That's so not he's leaning to his. Rafi Peretz yeah. said, "We are not going with those radicals. We're going." Okay, but Rachel, but as naive as I him. am, and I admit yeah. I'm naive, they've been they've been losing seats. Yeah. They've been losing votes. So maybe my naive idea isn't so no. crazy. Maybe you'll gain more votes and more seats. Hopefully. Like if you reach towards the majority instead mm-hmm. of digging deeper into your minority. That's right. And I think maybe he lost vote, votes now. Maybe there were some l- religious Zionist liberals who maybe were supporting Peretz. And after what he said, they will not vote. So just because I'm now. naive doesn't mean I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Okay. No, I think you, well, I think you just... I, I, At all. Not only are you naive, 
<laughs> no. um, I think also it's the the wave of pol- political um, that's sweeping the world, which is really dig into your base, right? Dig into your base, and the and the rest of the world be gone, right? That that's the only way to win is by digging into your base. So my idealist so, part so of my idealistic saying. advice, which may be naive, is buck the trend, be the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Be the opposite, build the broader coalition. So, be the one who says, I'm reaching across and I'm building a bigger open tent rather than just digging deeper into my minority, deeper and deeper, where you're going to hit a wall. Why don't I reach across and make a bigger party that stands for bigger things? So let me... Can, let me. Can, can I do something uh, uh, not, no, not not normal, what we, 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 unusual for our podcast? Yeah. Uh, and I want to give uh, Rav Yosef, if I may be so humble, to give the chief rabbi theological advice. <laughs> In terms of the way he's speaking, yeah, and it, the fact that if we believe that the state that God runs the world, yeah, and God is up there, so there must be God's plan that we brought so many, you know, we had so many um, right. immigrants into this country who who have different statuses. Right. We, we have to admit there are many that came in the in that in that great wave of a million Russians that were not what we would call traditionally um, uh, halachically legal Jewish under Orthodox. Uh, parameters, but we also have to see that as uh, an act of faith in 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 God that that was you know that this was we have to, to see be, ourselves right? as in a in a in a in a cooperative communication yeah. with God. If that's the challenge of giving the new state, then how do we turn that into something positive? positive exactly, and I think it was positive. Of course, it's uh, positive. Well, uh, well, we it, agree it was. Positive, we needed yeah. people, and we need people that they, they yeah. study. They 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 went here and they. And help uh, to make this yeah. like to pro- progress and and the mass the mass of them are overwhelmingly amazing citizens yeah. who go to school finish finish their years yeah. of school serve go to university serve in the army raise families are great yeah. citizens pay taxes get good jobs Boom. do incredible things for the society so we have to see that and to see okay what's how do we how do we how do we positively um, deal with this challenge of what we understand is a Jew in the modern world and the modern nation and Israel and all those? But of course, it, 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 coming from a chief rabbi, I would expect a little bit more faith yeah, in God's why, plan of, why wor- he, of trying to work mm-hmm. out God's plan. I think plan. why he's saying that because there's yeah. one guy who come from those countries in politics, yeah. yeah, who's making yeah. his life very very hard now. Yeah. So I think that's the the reason he he's said trying that. to say Lieberman's voters are the enemy. Yeah, of yeah. course, and Lieberman. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, Lieberman. So, Jose, so hold on. So we've had Alan's social psychological suggestion, which is meet more people. We've had your theological, which is embrace the challenges God gives you to make the world better. We've had Rachel's political uh, challenge, which is use your position to now build a better, more tolerant society. And I'll just end, I guess, because we're running out of time, on an educational, uh, which is if you feel strongly that your position has truth to it and has something to offer, into the public discourse so that people can learn from you, then A, you have to be willing to, as Alan said, listen and learn from others. Because why would I listen to you if you're not willing to listen to me? But B, say things in ways that are constructive and non-offensive so that so that you can persuade people not to agree with you because we're not going to have a society where we agree. But we have to understand that the biggest danger facing our nation, really every nation should understand that the biggest, whatever your nation is, the biggest threat facing your nation is united we stand, divided we fall. It's the oldest, and that's, you know, it's a pretty old rabbinic message also, that hatred, unjustified now that hatred. the Genesis, which was, <laughs> yeah, right? Unjustified, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Yaakov's grandchildren looked pretty Egyptian. Who yeah. are these boys, right? That's mm-hmm. somebody who, uh, and, and, and he, he hugged them and kissed them because even though he didn't live with them, 
and they looked very Egyptian. They didn't look like his kids, his, you know. Okay, but we all have to figure out a way to be unified and get along in a way that we grow from each other and not in a way that we tear each other down. As strongly as you feel, as passionately as you feel you're right, then be part of the conversation in a constructive way and not a way that tears down other people, which is social, psychological, political, theological, educational, and frankly, Jewish. It's just basic Judaism. If you if you can't say something in a way that's constructive and builds, then you shouldn't say it. Which is just back to all of our mothers saying. And on a good Musser note. Yeah, if you don't have anything nice to say. So we have to figure out ways to be constructive, which isn't necessarily the norm here historically. <laughs> but I do, I do, I, 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 and I think Alan's original point was, you know, it's there's a long history here. Do you guys agree with me that at least we're in a better place than we were in those days? Yeah, I agree. I'd like to hope we are. Okay, so then let's. We're not let, killing each other, right? We're, Maybe there were periods where they were we, really shooting each other. We had some examples, yeah. but yes. not a lot. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to be the, the, the sayer of doom and the doomsday. I just, I, I do live with the fear that we're, we, we, we can descend into. Of course. Uh, a worse situation. And that, uh, that, fear, that fear does keep me up at night. And that's why our, the best thing we can do is be examples, whether on this podcast yeah. or listeners to this podcast or citizens in general. <laughs> and I do think most people, most Israelis, yes. and I think most people are people of goodwill towards their neighbors yeah. and will amplif- amplify this, these ideas that we're saying. And so let's continue to bring that out into the world. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank you, Mike. Rachel, thank you. As always, we need you here more. And thank you, Ben, for engineering us to the end of the episode, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time. Bye.